It's now time for Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Mike will get you into the ring with the latest boxing and MMA info, the logos, and much more. Now, now. here's Mike Adams 2.0. Presented by El Mesquite Market, bringing cultures together. Good morning, sports fans. Mike Adams 2.0, ESPN Radio. 101.7 the team. And I got to start with Jack Harlow is the new Drake. Jack Harlow is going to be just as big as Drake, maybe bigger than Drake. I just thought I had to say that right off the top. And for those of you who saw Wimbledon, now you know why I watch tennis. And if you don't watch tennis, it's okay. Start. And if you get a chance, he's probably not going to play the Open. But Novak Jokovic is the greatest tennis player I've ever seen ever take a tennis court. Now let's get to fact or fiction. Michael Frankel, where have you been? I've been all around the world. I've been to Vegas, had to do some recovery. Now we're back healthy, ready to go, Mike Adams. Went to the UFC. Maybe I'll be there soon again. Talk to me. Fact or fiction, start us up. Alexander Volkanovsky is the top pound-for-pound fighter in MMA. He's up there. I put him in the top two. Um, it's hard to go against Usman. It's hard to go against Volkanovsky. But I put him in the top two. I think his win over Max Holloway was incredible. You saw it live. But Volkanovsky now is a star. The wins by Volkanovsky have been a higher level of dissection against a higher quality of competition. Put some respect on our former guest name, Volkanovsky, number one pound for pound in the sport. Now, on the other side, his teammate will still dominate. Israel Adesanya is running in danger of getting on the wrong side of fans. I don't know if there's danger. But I will say this, Adesanya, what is he, 13-0 and now in title fights? Tied Anderson Silva or broke his record? No, no, no. He is still looking to catch Anderson Silva. He is still way behind. That is 6-0 and in title fights. I'll tell you this, though, about Israel Adesanya. He came in as the undertaker. Now, you got to give him, I don't know how you get on the wrong side of fans by calling the undertaker and say, can I use your uh, shtick, right? The theatrics, the presentation, the theater. You just said it. Oh my gosh, the greatest UFC walkout we've ever seen. Here's the problem, though. Not the greatest performer, and you can't come out as the dead man and not bury your opponent. There is a problem when fans are leaving and heading towards the exit in the third round. That is the danger of a headliner that fans may revolt by not paying. Would it be more would it be more sports like than us to see Freddie Freeman traded back to the Braves? Because this is too big of a story. Well, it's a big story, but no, he needs to stay in LA. LA's playing well. The Braves aren't playing bad either. But you could tell when Freddie Freeman got his ring, his World Series ring, when he went back to Atlanta to accept it, the fans embraced him. He was emotional. And, no, keep him a Dodger. You're sure? It seemed like it rubbed the Dodgers the wrong way, how emotional it was for Freddie. I don't think so. And and here's the thing, Dodger fan, this is our year. Yankee fan, holy cow, I've never seen nothing like this. You talk about a batting outburst, right? There's home runs I've seen Judge hit and Giancarlo Stanton. 
that I don't know where the ball is to right. I don't think they've still found a couple of balls that they've hit way out of the park. You mentioned Yankees. You mentioned Dodgers. You can hear both of them right here on the team. So we'll keep that theme real quick. Tell me who the NL All-Star starter is and why it shouldn't be Sandy Alcantara. Well, it could be him. They haven't named the starter, I don't think, yet. I don't think they've named the pitching starter. They have not. So who would I go with in the NL? Who do I go with in the AL, right? Well, for me, I got to go Otani. Yeah, you're going to say, why are you going to go Otani? Well, because he's a household name. Plus, I want to see him. Plus, it's in Hollywood, the Home Run Derby. It's in Dodger Stadium. But, Micah, you can name a few people, but I'd want Otani in the Derby. Otani starting picture. And if he can do anything else, maybe he can commentate, commentate for a couple of minutes. Now, who are you going with on the NL? Could you skip that one? It's, it's a tough one. I mean, I could give you three names. Well, give me three names. I, I, I don't even... I'm, I'm only rooting this year for the Home Run Derby. I'm not going to give you any names. Okay, I'll, so you're seriously not going to fall into everyone else. And no. it's right here with the Dodgers saying that it should be Kershaw, that it should be Gosling. Nope. But I'm saying Alcantara because he's thrown 50 more innings than either one of them. And he is a shining star there in a not great season for the Florida Marlins. No, I get it. But again, the Florida Marlins... And if I would have said my Dodger pitchers, you would have said, it's because you're a Dodger fan. So I tried to keep, I went with Otani. I didn't want to name Kershaw. I didn't want to name anybody else. But I went with Otani because we need to see Otani as much as possible during the All-Star game. And that's why we should go with Alcantara because like Otani, he is a shining store on a horrible team. Pete Alonso factor fiction overall has to be the favorite in the home run derby. I'm going to say fiction, and I'm going to go with, man, I hope. I think Aaron Judge. I hope Pujols knocks a ton of them. I want to see Pujols maybe get to the finals just for sentimental value. But if Aaron Judge loses this or, or Jean, is Giancarlo Stanton in it? Stanton's in it. Yeah, if the one of these guys lose... I'll be amazed. In my mind and in my Yankee fandom, of course, it should be Stanton. The man looks like he never changes the swing up to hit a home run, but you already told us in that last question that it's Otani, 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 because we need more of him in Hollywood during All-Star Weekend, so it has to be Otani. But how, how cool would this be? He wins the home run derby, and then he pitches three shutout innings. How cool would that be? I think that's that's a dream, Mike. That is definitely a dream that you have. But heading into this All-Star break, and we're talking about the National League still again, you feel like those Atlanta Braves, those World Series defending champions, they might be the hottest team in that league. Absolutely. That's a fact. And I think the Braves are playing incredibly well. Not just that, Micah. They had a run in the 90s with Maddox, Glavin, they were loaded. That whole pitching staff was loaded, right? Smoltz. This could be another run for the Braves. Now, do they capitalize and get World Series rings? I don't know, but this could be a secondary run to the first run. And if you've never ran, put, get some running shoes. I think Nagel was the only name that you missed out there, the big four starting arms that they had in that 90s era. Also, who is the better story right now? Can't even ask Factor Fiction because they're both great, but... Mariners or Orioles? Ten game win streaks, major losses the last four years. Yeah. The comebacks. I'm going to go Orioles. 
and because I think they got a shot to make the playoffs. I'm going to say Orioles. Now the Marlins at 10 run, or excuse me, 10 win run, it's a great thing for Seattle, but I'm going to go with the Orioles as the better story, and I think the Orioles get to the playoffs. Ramirez, Ramirez, Ramirez. Look at the young rookie all-star game starter there in Seattle. It looks like they have another future building block just like they did with Griffey, just like they did with A-Rod. I'm going with the guys in the Pacific. And just like they did with Ichiro. It, the last time we saw them, last time that they were this good, when they were the 116-run team. Switching gears over to basketball, Paulo Banquero and Chet Holmgren have already, just during Summer League, validated their draft stocks. For sure, fact. And Chet Holmgren, I think, even elevated his. Can you imagine Chet Holmgren with another 50 pounds, right? Maybe, let's say 60 pounds. Be the most dominant Guy in the draft, and you would have had to have taken him one. You know, but he's been impressive with the Thunder. I want to see him on opening night now. And Bonchero can run the floor with the best of them. I think it's been good for the Las Vegas uh, Summer League. I didn't get out this year. First time. I usually go out every year and catch at least one or two games. Couldn't do it this year. Uh, but, yes, Chet Holmgren, Bonchero, two good performances this, this last two weeks. No one expected Boncaro to come out and be the three, to be that point forward that he was. You thought he might be a four, maybe more of a Giannis turning into more of a LeBron on the court for the Magic, making that team exciting. And fact or fiction, the fact that the Magic might not start anybody shorter than 6'6 this year is just crazy. I don't know if it's crazy, but fact, they'll be tall. Fact, they'll be tough to guard. Now can they just put Ws up? You can have five seven-footers, but if you can't get a W... Then, you know, let's con- continue our factor fiction. And we'll continue it, but we won't leave Summer League because, well, there was a lot of great play, and the youth was the show and the headlines. It almost stole the spotlight. LeBron and Russell Westbrook not acknowledging each other. This shows us there is implosion coming between these two. Well, you know, there's been a lot of talk of Kyrie for Russ. If you're Russ, you're from L.A., yeah, you're, and, and there was a lot on Russ's shoulders. I don't think people realize AD was out for a lot of games. LeBron was out for a lot of games. Puts a lot of pressure on Russ. And then Russ, being from L.A., played at UCLA. He's probably thinking to himself, I'm home, and yet they want to they wanna ship me out? So if you're Russ and you're from there, grew up there, I get it. And plus, Russ is one of my favorite players. It's no surprise after publicly saying he was going to step away from personnel decisions that LeBron James is now heavily campaigning for the Lakers to acquire Kyrie Irving. The only way they get him is Russ. That's it. Straight up trade. So we'll go to this one. Russell Westbrook for Kyrie Irving. A 1 and a 2 from the Lakers doesn't sound like a loss for the Lakers. Well, it will be a loss for the Lakers because I think a healthy AD and a healthy LeBron... Make Russ better. But now you're going to ship Russ. You're going to bring in Kyrie. And you just hope everybody's healthy if you're a Laker fan. You hope. I don't care how many draft picks the Lakers got to give up. If you get Kyrie on that team, I think they become the betting favorite. I think they become the favorite in the West. I think that they can't have to lose themselves in winning this trade in optics because the product on the court will be too good to deny. Looking forward to it. Lamar Jackson was not among 
the top 10 quarterbacks listed by NFL.com. This is egregious. Yeah, and in fact, whoever doesn't think Lamar Jackson's top 10, come on. And then it comes out this week that some players that used to play in Baltimore says all the wide receivers want out, that he can't throw them the ball, which I, I've seen him hit his targets many a times. And to me, Lamar Jackson, I've said this to you for the last, I don't know, four or five years. I watch the Ravens to watch him. Probably the most exciting player in the NFL, for sure. If I had to watch one guy, I want to see him because you don't know the numbers he's going to put up. So, yes, that he's not in the top ten. I don't know what formulas they used, what statistics or data or metrics, but I do know, Micah, to me, he's top three. Top three? I would have to say so. The all-around weapon. UFC last weekend, huge knockout victory. Rafael Faziz, the best striker in the UFC's lightweight division. Maybe. But the other thing I noticed in this fight, Micah, is that he can go. He has a motor on him. And with that, who's next? Like, who would you line up? If you are the matchmaker, who's his next fight? Benil Dariush is out there. That would be a huge name, also in the top five. Faziz himself is campaigning for Justin Gaethje. That's not a bad idea in of itself. But right now, Justin Gaethje, I don't think, wants that fight. He'll take it because Gaethje don't back down from anybody. But I don't think it's the right fight for Gaethje. That could be career-ending for Gaethje. Well, Gaethje, like Masvidal, is in the same list of guys campaigning for the McGregor fight. They're looking for the payday, maybe even the Diaz fight. They've hit that plates where they're, I'm not as good as Oliveira, and if any of these younger guys beat me, I lose my value, so I need to cash. And now Gaethje's in that mix for that possible Connor fight because he deserves that kind of payday. Yeah, for sure he does. Ryan Garcia has to make a statement this weekend versus Javier Fortuna. Yeah, I don't know if a statement is going to happen, so I don't want to say fact on that. I'll say fact, yes, that he has to make a statement. I think even if he wins by decision, the hype in the hoopla is going to take him towards Gervonta Davis. Cambusis, it looks like, is going to get a rematch. Uh, I don't. Lomachenko's been out of pocket, so... Uh, Tiafimo Lopez is still out there, and I'm looking for opponents for Ryan Garcia. I know everybody wants Shakur or everybody wants Tank, but I don't think he 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 takes either one of those guys. And if Cambuses can win a rematch, I just don't know where he goes from here. I really don't. It's definitely the best division in boxing right now. Lightweights, 135 pounds. So many options. Can't wait to see where the ink dries. And and real quick, I don't he Tank Davis knocks him out. Shakur's too slick. Lomachenko, that will be an interesting fight if they match up. Tiafimo, I think, gets him. And Cambusis, I think, gets him. So, I don't know. Micah, honestly, I don't know where he goes from here, but he, he has options. I feel like the hardcore boxing audience is kind of fading away from Garcia. That's why I'm saying he needs to make a statement. Something to give more than his internet Social media audience entertainment. He has to give the matchmakers a reason to put him in one of those big fights. One more thing I want to add, and I root for Ryan Garcia. And a lot of people were thinking this was the next Oscar De La Hoya. Don't ever forget Oscar's skill set in the ring. His pedigree in the ring was second to none. And he fought everybody. So, I mean, when they say you could possibly be the next Oscar De La Hoya... I mean, Oscar De La Hoya could box. 
Brian Ortega versus Ayer Rodriguez. UFC Long Island this morning, 9 a.m. here local time, right while you're listening to us. Those prelims are on, and this could be fight of the year. Could be. I'll say fact. I think Ortega, I, I mean, Rodriguez trained here. We got to root for him, right? But Ortega's a big task. Brian Ortega is a big task. He has that lightning, quick ability to catch a submission everywhere, but I don't know if his wrestling is good enough. We've seen him take way too much damage against Volkanovski and against Holloway, but he's an all-so-talented warrior that was able to basically knock out Korean Zombie with an elbow. On the other side, with a victory, the UFC has already said Yair Rodriguez will get a title fight. He's athletic. He's dynamic. He's a creative striker. He's come a long way since that Frankie Edgar loss. Even though he lost to Holloway, he changed Max Holloway, and it looks like Holloway is not going to be the same. This is a huge moment for Yair Rodriguez. Panthers got a steal getting Baker Mayfield for a fifth rounder? Yeah, not only a steal, somebody had said Baker was paying Cleveland to leave. And Baker Mayfield, he, look, I said this, and I think I was talking to Sam Hauser. I could have been talking to somebody else. At the end of the day, Baker Mayfield's going to go into Carolina, and how many times did Sam Darnold get sacked last year? That's the stat you need to look up, because he's going from an offensive line that protected him in Cleveland to an offensive line that let Sam Darnold get sacked quite often. Now, the weapons in Cleveland, I think he had a bunch, but McCaffrey is not going to hurt. So I want to see Baker succeed. I root for Baker Mayfield. So hopefully it works out. I just hope he doesn't get sacked a lot. Even though he's retired, I'm betting that Gronkowski still plays this season. It'll be interesting. Let's see if Tampa Bay gets off to a good start. If they do, let's say they're 6-2 and two at the break, right? Then he might get that itch to come back. At 6-2, and two, playoff run, nine games instead of 17. Maybe he, he waits till 11, you know, 11 games in. Maybe they're running a 7-4 and four record, an 8-3 and three record. It'll be interesting. Four tight ends on the roster currently for Tampa Bay. Maybe they are preparing for life without Gronk, trying to light up those ends for Brady. We know how he likes to thread the seams. We, uh... We should see more former players doing what Richard Jefferson did at Summer League and jumping in as a referee. Well, I think they realize it's tougher than it looks. I thought he did a good job. I was actually watching that game. And it's not easy. To, to all my buddies who ref, Casey Cutler, big shout out to you if you're listening. He's an NBA official. Um, it's tough. You know, a lot of people don't know this, Michael. Like a boxer, right? You have to have a quick reflex. Now, you're watching a game of the greatest athletes. Listen to what I'm saying. The greatest athletes are on the floor. And in a split second, you're either going to call a foul or you're not. They don't call travels, really, right? But to make a call call, that's split second. It's a tough gig. It's a tough gig out there. We know that Mike Adams gets excited. Did Paul versus Rockman Jr. get you more excited than Paul versus Fury announcement? Well, you're talking about Jake Paul, and Fury couldn't get into the country. So uh, we're talking Tommy Fury, the cousin to Tyson Fury, couldn't get into the country. So he's not fighting him, and they've tried to line this up three times. Uh, Rockman Jr. gets the call, and I, it doesn't really excite me, but I'll watch. I'll watch. He's 5-0 and oh now. 
versus twelve and one at heavyweight. You don't think this is danger? Is this danger? I think it's it's going to be a tougher fight than what he thought it. I think this is a tougher fight than Fury. Let me put it to you that way. But do I think he wins? Yes, I I do. I think he he becomes six and zero. Oh. It's a brilliant move by Logan Paul signing with the WWE. I don't know if brilliant is the call because he could do what he wants. I think it's good for both of them. I think it's good for the WWE and good for him because he's going to bring a lot of his viewership, a lot of his subscribers, a lot of his followers to WWE land, and then he can stay active, in shape, in case he wants to fight again. So I think it's a win-win for both of them. It's brilliant because you take a lot less damage going to WWE, and I know that people want to shoot for the stars. He already fought Mayweather. I don't know where you go from there. Brilliant move is to use that popularity and transition into something safer than boxing. And he went, what, eight rounds with Mayweather? He went more. He went as many rounds as Conor went. Right, that's what I'm saying. The Jazz should do a complete overhaul, complete this overhaul, and trade Donovan Mitchell. They're going to trade Donovan Mitchell. I don't know why. I don't know why they got rid of Rudy Gobert. Maybe they felt they did everything they could with those two, but to overhaul the team... Don't look for the Utah Jazz to be in the finals for another 25 years. The Nets will not be able to ta- trade Kevin Durant. I don't think they will. And I think here's the interesting piece. If you're going to get rid of Donovan Mitchell, right? Let's just play let's just play this game real quick. You keep KD, you keep Kyrie, and then trade Donovan Mitchell for Ben Simmons straight up. I don't know if uh, if I think they make about the same amount of money. I don't know how that would go, but Donovan Mitchell with those guys now? Could you imagine? Reports are that the Pelicans turned down. The Nets said, hey, we'll give you KD for Ingram, Nance, and a couple first rounds. And the Pelicans said, no, we're good. That's KD's draft market right now. I don't believe that. And and I'm going to tell you right now, if I'm the Pelicans and I have Zion, CJ McCollum, and I can add KD, I'm taking it. I would say so, but reports are reports, and I don't have those connects. But the Suns have made a wise decision. We won't call it brilliant. We'll call it wise in matching the Pacers' offer sheet for DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, it was the right move because don't be surprised if Ayton ends up in Indiana somehow, some way in a trade, and it could be a three-way, four-way trade. With matching the offer sheet, he actually can't be traded this year. Well, then it's a good move. It's a good move. He's a hometown guy. I've been there for to Phoenix for the UFC. He has billboards. He is a local entity. They should keep him around because entities matter. And this might be the last weekend for us to enjoy on the course the entity known as Tiger Woods, fact or fiction. Uh, he's going to play again. So I'm going to say fiction. Fact, it's still amazing that he gets out there and competes. That's what's amazing to me. I And I have to say this a little off subject matter. I'm excited for this Derek Jeter uh, little mini series that's coming up, similar to The Last Dance. I don't know what they're calling it. All I know it's like the Derek Jeter mini series. And I want to watch this because you're a Yankee fan. Somebody asked me this, Micah, this last week. They said, Mike, greatest Yankee of all time. I said, Jeter's in the conversation. Jeter's in the conversation. And Mariano Rivera has to be in the conversation. They always go to Mantle and Ruth and Garrick, which will always be in the conversation. But Jeter's in the conversation. 
talking about The Captain. The documentary is starting. One of the greatest winners, maybe not the greatest Yankee player, but the greatest. Not the greatest Yankee. Oh, man, I'm not going to get all the way into the top five. We could go for a long time, but he is in there. For He's sure. part of the core four. There's been a couple cores. There's 27 titles. There's a lot to unpack there. But he's probably the greatest legend that we'll get to hear from at this point. Well, and here's the other thing. Mike, I want you to think about something. Teixeira on first, Robinson Cano on second, Jeter at short, and A-Rod at third. And I'll always say Garvey, say Lopes, Russell. But for that one year, when you look at that infield, that's a scary infield. It was a beast, and there's been those great double play combinations, whether it was with Knobloch, Soriano, or Cano. There was magic there and a lot of great winning. This is, for me, going to be something totally enjoyable. But I was bringing up Tiger, and you didn't even let me get to asking you who's going to be your open favorite this weekend. Well, I don't know. Rory McIlroy, maybe. It's the 150th Open, and he's been playing well. And, you know, I'm watching... The live, the open. I, I, Micah, there's a lot to catch up with now. There's just so many different leagues and entities. You know, they try to trade Ronaldo to Chelsea. Chelsea turned it down. I'm thinking to myself, what? How did that not happen? I'm still watching the big three. I know you didn't even ask me. You know, and, and, and I'm just perplexed. And now KD can't get traded? Like K- KD can't get traded. I mean, I don't get it. Doesn't sound like anybody wants him. Sounds like they're kind of scared of a guy that wanted off a ship two times in a row now. Well, moving forward, Micah, fact or fiction, here's the thing. Sports today, you talked a lot of baseball for the first time. We didn't even get into Wimbledon, which to me, watching watching Novak Jokovic is like poetry. You know, it's like a great music ensemble. It's like the bass and the drum coming together, right, in your favorite song. The guy is so cool, calm, and collected. Micah, he could lose a set. He goes to the little bench there, and he does the same thing when he wins a set. I want you to know and think about this, because this is a true story. When you think about the greats that we have been able to witness, Gretzky, Jordan, Kobe, Magic, Bird, I can go on and on, Tiger, Jokovic, Sampras. It's been a pretty incredible sports run to watch. Bo Jackson, Mike Tyson, I can go on and on. Think about this era of sports that you've been able to watch put Jokovic in the same category. We will put him in that greatness, and I know that you love tennis, so I've meant to bring this up, and we haven't had a chance to talk about it. But is Curios McEnroe-like? Well, his animation is. To me, he's a hell of an athlete. Now, if he gets that tennis discipline down, this guy could make a run. He could, he could make a serious run. So think about it. He looks like a basketball player, right? Got that length, got that size. And then when he's nailing those serves at 137, 137 coming at you, and Jokovic, beep, returning it like nothing. But yes, I think this guy can make a major run. Do I think he's like McEnroe? Well, the animation. 
But his game could really be legit, Micah. He has the length, the size, and that serve only Jokovic could see. I'm telling you, imagine that serve coming to a guy who's not cool, calm, and collected. It'd be something. It would take you aback. It would It would be overwhelming. Yeah, for sure. It's going to eat you up. I don't know if it would eat me up, but it would be interesting. I don't like the short arms. It, it kind of, you know, get it on this. Ah! You know? It would be tough. The high and tight pitch. That's Yeah, you, you're moving away fast. Mike, a great factor fiction. Welcome back to Albuquerque, New Mexico. You're listening to ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. Let's get back to Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team, presented by El Mesquite Market, bringing cultures together. Welcome back, Mike Adams 2.0 ESPN Radio. Wearing my new lid. You like that new lid I'm wearing, Cell? I'm looking at Cell behind the glass. Go to ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. Go to the Instagram, at Mike Adams 2.0. Pick up your fresh new lid, the Mike Adams 2.0 lid. They just came out. I'm not wearing one today. I got a different lid on. But, and for those of you who don't know what a lid is, that is your hat. Okay, a baseball hat. Whatever happened to the lingo, right? What happened to the lingo of sports? And what was that lingo? Pass me the rock. That was a basketball. Pass it, right? Hey, man, shoot the rock. And I'm like, wait a minute. How did basketball and rock become the same thing? Like, how did the lid in a baseball hat become the lingo? And there's a lot of them, right? Like when you make a basket and it doesn't hit any rim, why do they call it the swish? But yet on a Nike shoe, they call it the swoosh. Right? I just don't know. And then I started to think, if you really get into the lingo, right? What is the lingo of sports? There's a lot to it. And I just, I, I don't want to go down the road right now, but I said, I got a fresh new lid. Somebody said, what is that? I said, it's a baseball hat. Then I started to think about, hey, pass the ball. We, we wouldn't say ball. But I'll get into that another time. There's a hundreds and hundreds of them I can go through, right? Like, hey, did you bring your kicks? And kicks means shoes. Like, hey, did you bring your kicks with you? Well, how did shoes become kicks? I don't know. But see, I can go down that road on, think about it. You need your shoes to play basketball. You need a basketball to play, right? And sometimes I'd wear a baseball hat while I played. I don't know why. Not in a game, but I would wear it to shoot. I wear a baseball hat for a lot of things. But I don't want to go down this road. So I'm thinking about lining up the guests, and I got off the phone with a good buddy of mine, and I, he told me, hey, Mike, I think I can get you this music producer in the next two weeks. I'm not going to say who it is just in case it doesn't pan out, but we're going to look forward to that interview, and I think you'll look forward to that interview as well as it's going to be pretty incredible. This morning I had breakfast with Gonzalo, New Mexico music artist. Does a phenomenal job. His CD Adolorido selling still to this day, and I say CD, you can probably pick it up on an MP3, and we were talking about New Mexico music, right? Because it's so unique and distinctive, and he's had a phenomenal career. So I'm thinking of doing something in that direction when it comes to a guest list, and I don't want to mention any names because I want to surprise you. 
But we're going to go down that road of different things that are entertaining, that bring us knowledge, right? Because we've had so many different guests on the show, but I'm so grateful and fortunate to have these guys. Last thing I want to bring up is this. Basketball season is upon us, and somebody asked me, Mike, what is it about basketball? And I said, well, basketball has a rhythmic beat to it. And the basketball is almost like a great dancer, right? Or a great musician. And I've been saying poet a lot, a great poet. See, it's fluidity, it's poetry, it's musical, it's athleticism. And most of all, there's a passion to the game if you've ever played it, if you enjoy it, that doesn't go away. Now, why am I going down this road? Well, I was talking to some buddies of mine, and they still bring up, you know, however long ago it was that we played this great game. And if you played it at a high level and you've ever lost it, you always want it back, right? Or you never want to lose it. And for those of you who know what I'm talking about, sometimes the game, if you don't pick up a ball for a month or two, doesn't mean you don't love the game. It just means, you know, for whatever reason, you 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 strayed away from it. But the game's never going to leave you. In basketball this week, you saw the Summer League. It was incredible games. This is the next generation of stars. And we're seeing this latest batch of basketball heroes. We don't know when they're going to retire. I'm talking about LeBron. I'm talking about Melo. Talking about Chris Paul, right? That's that next generation that was after Kobe and Shaq. That was after Allen Iverson. That was after Jordan. That was after Bird Magic. That was after Kareem. So, again, this new generation... Uh, when you watch them, they got a lot of a lot of weight to carry, right? Because these guys have made the NBA in what it is today. Now, it blows my mind. I think every team in the league would want KD, and you would think that every team would try to trade for KD, but it doesn't seem like he's going to leave New Jersey. And if Kyrie stays there and Ben Simmons is healthy, they make a run. Now, if they trade everybody, that could be it for the Nets. I'm not talking about the ABA Nets with Dr. J. This is the NBA Nets. And if they get rid of this core group, they may never see a title in New Jersey. And for you New York Knicks fan who hasn't had a title since 1970, you're still searching for it, and yet they say everybody might play in New York. But they don't. And John Starks, you wish you had back. Pat Ewing, you wish you had back. Because they were entertaining to watch with Mason and Derek Harper. I guess what I'm saying is this. What is this new NBA going to look like? Will other teams have an opportunity to win titles? Will they be able to put a team together the way Golden State did? And somebody had said Wiggins and Looney... For KD, I wouldn't do that trade. If that trade is on the, if that, Wiggins is first team all-star. Looney came into his own. So, 
NBA Summer League wraps up. The NFL starts training camps. And it's all going to come again, right? Enjoy baseball. Enjoy the All-Star game. I'm glad it's in Dodger Stadium. I'm glad the Home Run Derby has all the big names in it. And baseball gets a night to shine. I still like watching baseball, by the way. So that's pretty much it. Next week, I will go back to my top 100 list. I left you off at 58 with Rod Stewart. I'll be coming in at 57. And once I get to the top 50, they're all names. All names are on the board. And if you've been listening, you'll kind of get an idea who are those 50 bands that Mike's going to talk about. I want to thank Sal Behind the Glass. He does a phenomenal job. Micah Frankel for doing fact or fiction. Joe Neal, the president. Next week, we'll have an all-star guest. And don't forget the Instagram, Mike Adams 2.0. Don't forget Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. And I'm seeing a lot more listenership on that, which is good. That's a good thing. Also want to thank Alyssa Ryan, Preston, John Michael. My name is Mike Adams. The show is Mike Adams 2.0. And you're listening to ESPN Radio 101.7, The Team. Thanks for joining us for Mike Adams 2.0, presented by El Mesquite Market, bringing cultures together. Join us again next Saturday, 9 to 10, on your New Mexico-owned and operated station, ESPN Radio 1017 The Team.